Accelerating your fandom, this is Flash TV Talk. Welcome to Flash TV Talk, the fan podcast dedicated to news, reviews, and more for the hit CW show, The Flash. Bell, I gotta tell you, I'm so hyped up for this, uh, this, this, this episode, man. How are you doing tonight? Uh, I'm doing pretty good, man. Uh, it's, it's, it was a, it was a crazy one. It was the one, like it was the chosen one. Absolutely. I, Absolutely. I, I'm, like, I'm putting it up there, man. Like for me, this this episode was everything I could ever want. I know we're jumping ahead and we got we got some stuff we got to talk about. We got to talk about that first. Get some house clean to being out of the way. Um, let's do that first. All right. So 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 next week, big crossover episode. Uh, we will have some special guests joining us for that episode. Who? Well, you got to tune in to find out. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to have uh, some various podcasters from across the multiverse, as we have done in the past for other crossover episodes, and we are really excited to do that. Um, so that'll be a little bit of a different structure, perhaps a different flow to that podcast because we'll have so many different voices on. And then the week after that, with the uh, the mid uh, mid season break occurring, we have got Grandma Esther's eggnog induced Christmas Colin extravaganza. You will not want to miss it. It'll be five Central Time that time on Wednesday, uh, and that's not next Wednesday, but the next. So come, bring your eggnog, bring your cookies, bring your secret Santa gifts, bring all of that fun stuff. It's going to be a blast, and the best part is you. Yes. You will be there to join us and uh, be able to call into the show with all of your flash theories, your commentary. We basically love turning over the microphones to y'all and just kind of finding out what's going on in the community. Uh, we'll talk about anything. We'll talk about we know we'll talk about anything. <laughs> Absolutely anything. Well, you know, especially <laughs> especially as the eggnog gets flowing, it's just you know, it's it, all, all up for all up for grabs. You'll be asking us to stop <laughs> <laughs> if, if you if you haven't already. But yeah. um, all right, man. Well, all that is out of the way. That's the housekeeping items, I believe. Bell, let's jump into the rundown. The rundown. <laughs> Episode 8 of Season 5, What's Past is Prologue, directed by none other than Tom Kavanaugh, and story by Todd Helbing and Lauren Serto. Bell, what happened this monumental episode 100 of The Flash? Well, Barry Allen and his daughter Nora travel back in time in order to gather some key necessities to stop Cicada. Their first stop takes them to Barry's final battle against Savitar, but they are pursued by a time wraith. Barry tells Nora to get a piece of Savitar's armor when it is destroyed while he distracts the time wraith. Nora sees the armor get destroyed and retrieves a piece of it, but also sees Iris shoot Savitar Barry. They travel next to when Zoom steals Barry's speed to retrieve the necessary technology to process it. Harry Wells almost destroys the tech in frustration, but Barry manages to distract him, suggesting that they can find his daughter by tracking her frequency. Zoom discovers Barry and Nora and gives chase before he is stopped by the time wraith. However, the tech is damaged. Barry and Nora end up on the day that Barry previously traveled to and ask H. Geobard to help fix the tech, reminding him that if he doesn't, events won't go correctly and he will never get home. H. Geobard fixes the tech, and Barry and Nora make their final jump to the night the particle accelerator explodes, avoiding security and lab workers to access the time vault. Barry asks Gideon to reroute the part of the dark matter. Barry asks Gideon to reroute part of the dark matter through the shard and technology. When Nora asks why Barry hates Eobard Thawne, Barry reveals that Eobard killed his mother when he was 11. They are able to gain the power they need and travel to the hospital, hiding the tech in the brickwork before returning to the present. Nora decides to return to 2049, where she goes to Iron Heights to confront Eobard Thawne. Dun, dun, dun. All right, so how do we slice this episode? Okay, you know, longtime listeners of Flash TV Talk are aware that we do our best to maintain the time travel discussion to a section we like to call speedster speculation. There's there's a lot of reasons for why we do this. For one thing, you know, you, you could... Yeah, it accidentally spent an entire episode speculating on what's to come without actually diving into what happened in that episode. But also because a lot of times, you know, the the time travel discussion can be a little too heavy for the average viewer. Um, you know, they, they come in for the relationships and and they might, you know, stick around for, for some of the, the special and effects. The action, yeah, and yeah. special effects and all that kind of stuff, yeah. Absolutely. And it's action-packed show, great superhero show, but the concept of time travel, some people, I mean, just it's matter of fact, some people don't like it. And to those people, I tell you, 
you can come back next week because we're going to talk about a lot of time travel this, whole this episode. episode was time travel. So I mean, I mean, like, I I really do feel for all the people that would rather us not go and like wax poetic about time travel for you know forty five minutes to an hour. Yes, sir. But. I mean, it's, it's, it's out of our hands at this We're point. Doing this, it. this episode was just all time travel. We're so doing I mean, like, it. Our hands are tied. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. All right. This The great thing about, though, this episode, in many respects, is that this is the kind of time travel episode. This is the kind of approach that I want to see the Team Flash. I've wanted to see, to see Team Flash take to time travel since the beginning. This was well thought out. You can tell, man, they did their research going into this, as, as they should and as, of course, they would, because they're going back and revisiting moments from the show. But it's so much more, Bell. It's so much more than just revisiting moments from the show. This is going to specific moments. This is going to set up some things. And, oh, my gosh, Eobard's personal timeline. All right, we're, you know what? All right, I'm getting ahead of myself, though. Let me, let me, <laughs> let me pull it. Let Calm me, down. Let me pull it back. <clears throat> the miracle of this episode cannot be understated. And, and I'm, I, I'm, I've got to just say this outright. Bell, I think I'm starting to like Ralph. I I know, right? Like, it's he's he's certainly done a 180 since the events of last season, which is great because he kind of needed it. Um, but, but yeah, it, it's really good to see Ralph a lot different than he was last season. No. And still, you know, he's got this plucky charm about him now that's not kind of like – you know, creepy and like dirty. Exactly. Like he was last it's, it's goofy. Like he even like, I, I even chuckled at the fact that he tried to spit out his sunflower seeds at the closed window of the car. I like that's, <laughs> it was brilliant. It's a nice touch. And you know, yeah. even his like, uh, you mean they'll go into the time and then we're, you know, we're gonna have to blow it up again. Like his ununderstanding uh, of time travel was actually to some extent nice because again, there is that person that, that doesn't like getting into that. And I don't mind that. I don't mind there being a character on the show that represents that mindset. It's when you paint Cisco in that light and he's like, I just went cross eyed. Ah, it's timey wimey. We can't explain it. Like, no, no, no. Cisco should know. He should be on top of this. He should care about this. He should do the kind of unnecessary five, you know, 50 minute long whiteboard <laughs> that I did earlier today instead of working to try to figure all this stuff out. Like that should be Cisco. But, but Ralph, yeah, he can, he can have some fun with it. And honestly, I thought I, I enjoyed him this episode. I even enjoyed his music selection selection although bell you know I, I probably would have done things a little differently if i could turn back time right that's where we're going with this that's where we're going with this if, I could, back time, if, if I, could I could find a way i'd take back those words that'll hurt you and you'd stay <laughs> I take back those shards that can hurt you. Oh! Right? That's right. I know I made you cry. Yeah! Oh! Oh! And I... Yeah, yeah, yeah. You might, you might. Don't, don't, don't find the the HD quality version because they they show pictures on this thing of share that I didn't need to see. <laughs> but that's a whole nother discussion. That's a whole nother discussion, Bell. Oh, that's yes. that's Grandma Esther's. We'll we'll return. Perhaps Share TV Talk will return for uh, for Grandma Esther's. But no, Bell. All right. So Ralph playing the music, having some fun with it. All about that. Loved it. Um, also, love the dynamic between. Uh, Nora and Iris, you know, they're, you know, the mother daughter dynamic, it's it, their relationship has continued to build over the last two episodes. Um, I love their little high five because they were kind of both working Barry from uh, two angles and it paid off. And I, I thought it was charming. I really, I really loved it. Yeah, they, their relationship is also much like Ralph done a 180 on this show. And it's, it's kind of nice to see them sort of, you know, get this uh, as opposed to an antagonistic relationship, this sort of, you know, mother daughter fun relationship that they got going on right now it's a lot it's it's a lot more fun to watch oh yeah and i mean i'll even say this i mean i i wouldn't do a one-for-one comparison because i enjoyed watching their relationship when it was hostile like i i I like the fact that the the goodness that we have in their relationship is paid off for because they did the work and they explored all these things and and honestly like it, it was working for me both ways and it definitely works for me now i think it's a good evolution of that relationship and while they they gave it the time that it needed to be established, you know they didn't they didn't force anything. You know what I mean? And yeah, they, yeah. They didn't it like stretch organic, it too right? long. Yeah, exactly, exactly. 
and and yes, they didn't stretch it too long. And that's always been important to me is that like, you know, after half a season and they're still icy to one another, it's like, come on, guys, it's been six months <laughs> you know, <laughs> or however long half a season is. Yeah, 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 yeah. OK, so all right. So that's that's them. Uh, who else? Cisco. Um, he's he's smart. He's making fun of the fact that nobody can come up with a good name for the, um, you know, uh, Stormbreaker thing to combat uh, Milner. Meow, meow. And uh, I'm trying to think. Um, uh, Sherlock, we'll talk about him. We are going oh, to yeah. talk about some Sherlock. Uh, but but any, anybody else on the team that we need to talk about before we d- jump into what we want to talk about? Uh, no, Joe or Cecile this episode. No, 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 Cecile, no Cecile. Joe only in uh, flashbacks or well, you know, uh, is it a flashback when it's an actual thing that you're experiencing, but it's a clip from a previous episode? Yeah, that's, which, which that's we got a, a lot of them, man. We got a lot of them. I mean, think about it. Like even just a name drop. We got Pied Piper name dropped. We we saw uh, we saw Joe. We saw Firestorm. We saw um, uh, we saw of course uh, uh, the Thinker. We also got a um, a name drop of a lot of different speedsters who we haven't seen yet. We we got Gideon. We got old school season one Gideon, same voice actress yeah. as well. I mean, like they, they, we got so much this episode. When Harry popped the Martin up, brothers, yeah, the Martin brothers. That's right. We got both of them in the in this episode as well. So I mean, there was they tried to cram Grod. For, oh my Grod, yeah. Bell. <laughs> <laughs> they, got, they got Grod in here. So they, they they got so many different villains and characters that we have not seen, or that we have seen rather over the course of this series, and it was insane the way they did it, and it worked so well, even for the the characters in in you know the actors uh, not able to come back or who who didn't come back the fact that we still got either a name or a face really in my mind went a long long way uh and this is not includes including the um the teaser for next week's episode which we have to talk about that as well Uh, oh gosh there's so much going on in this episode bell all right it's almost too much it is almost too much i almost uh some would say it's the reverse (laughs) no no that that didn't work that didn't work all right so there's all that. There's the characters. Um, let, let's talk about this. So, Belle. Um, uh, well, we didn't talk about Killer Frost. Well, Killer Frost. Oh, yeah, Killer Frost. Okay, we got it. Yeah, of course. Killer Frost. All that prep. You know, it, I guess one thing to talk about here is all that prep, the entire episode, all the cool stuff that we saw was all for naught. Well, yeah, they throw Meow Meow into space, and it's like, don't do that. You know what happens to Meow Meow? It doesn't, it doesn't matter where Meow Meow is, it's going to come back to Thor. Like, the fact that he says, oh, we threw it in space, was like, Cisco, really? Why didn't you breach it into, like, the vampire world? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes, that's exactly where he should have put it. He could have put it on another Earth as easy as, well, anyway. Or, I don't know, maybe his powers are dampened still because yeah, he's still kind of injured that's or whatever. Yeah, thing, yeah. So that, that could be the case. But yeah, so that, that didn't work. A big reveal that Caitlin, of course, uh, because she's not connected to dark matter and her powers are not related to the particle accelerator or anything like that, she's able to uh, maintain them. And so Meow Meow has no effect over her, uh, the dagger that is. And, and so, that's, that's probably going to be huge later in the season, I would, I would guess. I, I'd say it's huge now. And it's a perfect timing. If you think about the way this first half of the season was structured, her arc was all about her dad. And trying to kind of find herself, literally find herself, or at least an aspect of herself. And Barry's arc was about finding and kind of combating uh, Cicada. But now, here at the twist, at the flip side, things are about to change. Because of what was revealed this episode with Eobard, um, that means, Belle, that Barry's focus is about to shift significantly. And certainly, our focus as a viewing audience is shifting very significantly. And that also means that because of that... Uh, Cicada and Caitlin being able to go head to head makes it so that he's more of a her problem, so to speak. Like now, now she is literally the only one on the team that can handle him. So, you know, she can focus work in the Cicada job and maybe we can start seeing him discover a couple of things this episode because, or, or for the rest of the season rather, because in this episode, Nora goes on a bit of a journey. She goes on a journey through time. She goes on a journey to see uh, the life and times of her father. She gets the chance yeah. to see all of his failures, which is fun. Uh, she gets a chance to see her mom shoot and kill a version of her father right in front of her. So not going to scar her for life at all. Oh, no. Yeah. No, no, no problems there. Um, but she also she gets to see the vulnerable side of her father, of her hero. And it doesn't shake her reality. It, it, in many respects, it makes him even more human to her. And she almost feels you could get the sense that she feels more connected to him 
probably and possibly because she's starting to recognize a lot of the mistakes that she has made along the way and not just the mistake of, oh, I inadvertently created a different cicada than the one that was supposed to exist. But oh, some things that are far reaching and deeper. <laughs> she got some big yes. reveals this episode, Bell. We all got big reveals this episode, but she personally got a lot of big reveals this episode into who really is the reverse Flash based on what she's actually seeing and hearing and learning from her parents as opposed to what she may have learned elsewhere, like from, say, him in the future. Or that is to say, <laughs> her future, his past, or technically his future, but living in his past, which is her present, that is to say, her our future. Are you ready to well, talk time travel? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what was your question? Oh, no. I, yeah, I mean, that's, that's what I was going to ask is like, you know, do we know at what point that 2049 Eobard was from? Okay. So I, I have literally um, created, I, I got a whiteboard, I cleared it off, and I started drawing. And I started, I came up with, I think, a fairly, not, not only did I find a, a, a fairly easy explanation for someone who wants to put in the time <laughs> to figure it out, <laughs> um, but, but here's, here's, what, here's what we know, right? And and this will I'll try to explain this over audio to the best of my ability, and I hope this comes through for anybody that's trying to f- figure out. Okay, where is Eobard? Who is Eobard? What is Eobard? Like what, what's going on? So we know in the distant future that Eobard Thon is born in the very very distant future, many generations from now. He grows up, and during the course of his life, for some reason that is yet to be explained in this show, he hates Barry Allen. He hates him. We don't know why. That we haven't gotten that origin story yet, but it causes him to go to to long so bad because of this hatred that he has for Barry Allen and the Flash. He is going to go back in time and stop Barry Allen from ever becoming the Flash by killing his mother right in front of his eyes and hopefully destroying that potential. Well, what he did not plan for is stranding himself in the past because with no Flash generating speed force, there is no negative speed force, which means there's no energy for him to pull from in order to send himself back to the future. So in a cruel twist of fate, as it were, he is now forced to up the timescales of Barry uh, becoming the Flash, thus creating the very thing he sought to destroy. That lead, that leads us to season one and the experience of season one. Uh, in the guise of Harrison Wells, Eobard Thawne raises Barry, teaches him how to use the speed force, again, with the goal of raising him up as the Flash, generating this uh, energy so that he can then use it to regain his speed and regain the ability to go to the future. Um, in the midst of all that, Eddie, his uh, ancestor, kills himself, thus negating the timeline that, that spawns him uh, and therefore negating him from the timeline. Now, there was a lot of questions about how does this work, and I think what we've seen thus far is that if actions in the present keep you from getting back to the source timeline where you originate from, then you are eradicated at that point. But the deeds that you have done in this timeline are not. It's just you are taken out at that moment in time that it the change occurs, right? Yeah, yeah that, that, that sounds about right. This really kind of the only way to explain it because that's the thing right because if if eobard goes back in time kills barry's parents and then eddie kills himself so that eobard's never born then he would never have gone back in yeah so like the way to make all that work it has to be that in the present wherever that present may be if something happens to you to remove you from the future then what you have done remains the same for the present exactly but you are then removed the exact same thing that we saw with savitar now there's kind of i, I, I want to put it this way there's three eras in eobard's uh history timeline personal timeline as it were and that's the first era i'm going to skip the second era and jump into the third era which is really the one that we care about right now um so skip ahead into the earth x crossover from last season we are introduced to eobard thon wearing the face of a harrison wells and and confirming for us that he is the same eobard thon that they dealt with back then from earth one so not from not originally from earth x and he gives no explanation as to how this is even possible but then he goes after the, uh, the the big battle and everything he runs off and he's like i wonder which face i'm going to be wearing next and then he's gone Skip ahead now to this season. We have Harewells, who suggest the uh, Harrison Wells of, or the Sherlock Wells, as it were, of Earth-12 to be the one they contact to help them find Cicada. Uh, that, that Harrison Wells joins their team. 
uh, Sherlock, as we have seen him, is uh, eccentric and fun and has a fake accent, which now we can go ahead and say is a fake accent. I'm over here making multiverse reasons for why his accent is fake. Bell's like, no, that's a fake accent the entire time. <laughs> I can't believe it. Bell called it way before me without even knowing it. And uh, anyway, so that that being said, this Harrison Wells has now been playing the team as he has done before, hiding in plain sight right in front of them with no reason for them to believe necessarily that this is actually Eobard Thawne in disguise. Now, I think it's a fair assessment, Bell, that this Eobard Thawne is the same one, the Sherlock Wells that we're seeing, his personal future, in the future he gets captured and he remains imprisoned in that future present, present future, Nora's timeline. Uh, so that when she goes back uh, in her personal past, but our future, when she learns that she's a speedster, she goes to the only person that exists in that time that she knows can teach her how to use the speed force. The same man that taught her father, Eobard Thawne. And that Eobard Thawne then through Nora has been working with her to quote unquote help her uh, do what we don't know. But basically that is a future version of the Eobard that is currently with the team under the guise of Sherlock Holmes or Sherlock Wells, who is the same Eobard that we saw in Earth X, who somehow exists despite the fact that he was eradicated from time. So you think Eobard is Sherlock? Shut up, Bell. <laughs> of course no, he's. I'm, I'm... <laughs> what? What is that disputed? I don't. Is it concrete though? Oh, it is so concrete, Sherlockard. Sherlabard. I mean, like, I don't know. Like, I uh... really okay, interesting. So I, I just assumed that this was clear, but like, but 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 you don't you. So you're saying that you don't believe that you don't believe in Sherlabard. I, I I don't know if I do. Like, it, it didn't. Like the, the the big twist to me was like that she goes and she goes to talk to. Uh, to, to Eobard in prison, which makes sense exactly for the reasons why you said is that's the only speedster around who could teach you how to use a speed force. But uh, she's passing messages back and forth between this timeline and to that Eobard. And so for Sherlabard to come in there and be curious of her journal doesn't make sense. Yes, it does. This is this is before he's not he hasn't experienced that future yet. This is a previous version of that version of him. Okay, so so then this is this Sherlabard is before twenty forty nine in prison Ironhide. Yes, Eobard. yes, yes. And so, but why would he need to translate that stuff then? He, does, he he's trying to figure out what's going on. I don't think he fully yet knows. I, all right, so here's my thought. I think that Eobard from and oh man, we need to talk about the future room. There's so much to talk about here. I'm back here. Um, from from the moment that Eobard meets Nora. And starts kind of figuring her out. I think, for one thing... Okay, alright, alright. So let's see. It's probably best to actually just start with the future room. So, in this episode, we saw uh, Barry going back to the time that he had previously gone back to. So we end up in a, a great throwback, by the way, to season one and the premiere. We we have three Barrys in a room. Or, or in a timeline, rather. With one Eobard thought. Right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, which just thematically is just kind of fun. But anyway, so he goes back at that moment. And we speculated on this last episode. At that moment, Thawne starts putting it together. Like, how many more Barry Allens from the future are going to start popping up here needing my help before I realize I don't succeed? You know what I mean? Like, he starts yeah. figuring this out. Like, like at this point, it's like, okay, uh, if you're still coming in, you're from way in the future, your daughter's here and everything. Like, like I, I clearly fail. Like, I clearly, something something clearly goes wrong. I don't get home. And and I, I have failed. So at that moment, I think he starts putting into works a backup plan. And if you, if you listen to that conversation, he's getting information out of Barry and Nora, right? He's learning about Cicada. He's learning about, uh, you know, he's learning about Nora. And he, he immediately connects with her and starts kind of this seduction of the innocence, right? Like, where are my manners? Let me get you some water. By the way, I love that Eobard's reaction to learning that she, her name is Nora was exactly the same as like the fan community. We're like, oh, you must be Dawn. Oh, Nora. Oh, that's sweet. Well, at least, you yeah. have, at least you still have one. Indicating, of course, that in the timeline, the version of the timeline that Eobard left in the future uh, was the one where Barry had twins. So I don't think, I think if nothing else, that's almost a confirmation that we will not be seeing Dawn and Dawn in this episode. We will not see, or in this series. I don't think we're going to see the Tornado Twins in that capacity. Yeah, because we're, we're kind of living in like a, 
even though we already had a flashpoint, but this is already flashpointed because Eobard went back and changed it. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So I don't I don't think that's happening, but it's almost like a kind of a wink and a nod to that that did exist in a timeline, but much like Diggle's daughter, it's just not it's not the case anymore. Yeah. All right, so so he starts piecing this together, and he's like, okay, I need to start working on this plan B, which we still don't know what it is. And I, I think that in the, the second half of the season, possibly early on, we're going to get a, a reverse Flash rebirth episode where we basically showcase, or we basically see Eobard putting into motion the way in which he's going to survive, which... I, and I, you know, we, we kind of circled this concept last week, and I think this is absolutely true. The idea of him creating a time remnant of himself and sending it to an alternate Earth, possibly Earth X, possibly Earth 12. One way or the other, when that remnant exists outside of this Earth, changes to the timeline don't impact it. So it's safe and secure, which means if Eobard is eradicated, that Eobard can still exist with all the exact same knowledge and memories and everything else. Yeah. So that's, 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 that's my theory at the moment. So that the, uh, the Earth X... Eobard is the time remnant that was put on Earth X in order to protect Eobard from his eventual de- eventual demise at the, be- at the end of season one. Could be, or it also could be that or he's from. He actually went to Earth twelve, took that Harrison Wells's face, and then was because we we know that we know that this Harrison this Sherlock Wells is known throughout the multiverse. He's been popping around, right? He's been yeah. popping around, helping with his shoes, uh, you know, finding Cicada or whatever it may be. And part of that, I think, is because he's trying to build that reputation because he knows because from his previous encounter with Nora in the future room that that they're going to need him. They're going to they're going to be looking for Cicada in the future. So he's yeah. kind of setting himself up, as it were. And, mm. you know, maybe he ends up on Earth X and gets stuck there and he's like, oh, I'll be a Nazi for a little while. You know, who, who knows? Who knows exactly what, how he ended up on Earth X? But I would actually wager that he ended up on Earth 12 before he ended up on Earth X um, and then just went back to Earth 12 or, or who knows where he was when they called him up. But that's that's my theory. The, I mean, the, the other the alternative is that the Earth X is actually a future version of this one. But I don't think that's the case. I think for simplicity's sake, it's already confusing enough. Yeah. Yeah. No, I can see that. All right, now here's the other thing I love about this episode. Because they actually kind of fixed, in my mind, they fixed the problem with the Flashpoint, which is the kind of the second era. If, if the first era of Eobard Thawne is what we got in season one, and the third era of Eobard Thawne is what we got from Earth-X to now, the second one, the one that kind of is sandwiched between those, is the Eobard that we saw in Flashpoint. Because in Flashpoint, at the end of those episodes, Eoblonde as we will call him <laughs> because he was pre Harrison Wells. They, he, uh, after Barry, um, after he goes back, kills Barry's mom, he then comes back to the present and leaves, which means that there's no Eobard there to go on and, you know, be stuck out in the middle of the street and get the idea that he's going to become Harrison Wells and thus, you know, continue the timeline as it has been just presented on television. So that, that has always been kind of a point of contention, at least for yeah. me personally. So yeah, I, it's 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 always been kind of hard to reconcile that part. Yeah, but so here's what here's what happened this episode, right? Like I I argue that in this episode we saw the time wraiths doing what they're supposed to do for the first time ever, right? Yeah. <laughs> like they've always been kind of a a threat as it were whenever they mess around with the timeline, but we saw the time wraiths as Zoom goes after uh Barry and Nora they the time race capture him and take him and presumably put him right back in his moment in time right before then with no memory of what just transpired thus securing the timeline right yeah uh yes because he needs to go on and get eaten by time wraiths exactly. later. He's got to, he's got to finish the storyline and this whole ordeal with him just like, Hey, I just saw the flash. I, even though I just stole his speed, he's running like that. That would mess with the timeline. So they capture him. They put him right back in the same place and they, uh, they remove his memory of what just transpired. I believe that's what happened. Yeah. Cause I, you know, you would think that, Oh, why don't you just go after Barry and bring him back and prevent all that stuff. But I think it might've been too late at that point. Yeah. And the best way for them to secure the timeline would just be to, remove zoom and put him at uh, the point. but see that's the thing we don't know what timeline the wraiths are pres- preserving right for all intents and purposes at this point in time we can re- we can at least rely upon the fact that the wraiths are protecting the current timeline that we have seen from the moment of season one's beginning to now so here just, yeah. just follow me on this one right so if they if that is their goal if that's what they do 
I would argue that the Legends of Tomorrow Eoblond, the the one that left Barry on the porch in the present after killing his mom as opposed to going back to the past and getting stuck there, after his adventures in Legends of Tomorrow, he starts creating like crazy time remnants of himself. Yes? Oh, he does that, yeah, during during Legends of Tomorrow. Right, that's what I'm saying. So yeah. what I think is very plausible, and I, I would love it for us to actually see this, but this is definitely what exists in my current headcanon anyway, is that one of those uh, time remnants is taken by a time wraith and placed back on the street outside of Barry's house post-killing his mom with no memory of everything that transpired before that. Which And then so he goes on to try to run home and it's like, I can't, uh Exactly. And thus, the timeline is secure. That problem, that loophole is fixed and everything exists as it should so that, you know, barring whatever we're about to see from this reverse flash rebirth type story, like everything so far is actually not in, tied up in a relatively nice bow and it all makes sense again. No, I could see that. That That's definitely a pretty good headcanon because, yeah, I mean, that, that was a, a loose end that was left there. And if what we saw with Zoom being grabbed by the Time Wraith. He wasn't destroyed, wasn't ripped apart or anything like he was by the Time Wraiths later at uh, Season 2. Right. So it would make sense that he was put back to where he was supposed to be, and the only way for that to not ruin everything would be, because obviously Zoom would know that he lost if he saw Barry later on with his speed, right? So he would change his plan and everything would change. Right. So yeah, pulls him back. He's at the point where he doesn't know, uh, pulls him back to the point where he left with no knowledge of it, and, uh, yeah, everything continues on. So with the hundreds of time remnants that Ia Blonde made in Legends, uh, the time wraiths, you know, are like, okay, well, we got to get rid of one of these, but there's also this point in time. We, oh, we got to get rid of, of all these Eobards except for one because we need to take one of them back to the time where he just left uh, young Barry and didn't then become h geobard right in order to start season one exactly exactly so not not only not only do they get rid of the you know the eobard that shouldn't be there like all those uh all those copies they also close the loophole and make it so that the timeline is secure yep yep okay it works it works that's uh, assuming that that's what the time rates are doing i I, I think that's a safe assumption yeah i i think so i can go with that I'm just saying, man, like if, if that is what they like, if that, that seems to be the case. And if so, bravo, bravo to the flash writers that took the time to figure that out, because like that really does in so many, many ways tie things up in a nice bow. It would be great if we could see it a little bit more clearly defined, but I also understand if it's too much for the average viewer to go well, deep into. Maybe there'll be a monologue point from uh, from H. Giobard when we eventually have that episode, the rebirth episode where like all of this is kind of like plainly kind of put out, you know, I, I would love that. I would love, it. even if it's like a tie in comic or something like, you know what I mean? Just canonize it in some form or fashion. But, but anyway, all right. Yeah. So, so that all, that all transpired, that all went down. Um, you know, I, I do think, uh, you know, <laughs> the, the connection between Barry and Nora, like I, I, I love these characters. I love, I love Nora. She is in my mind, one of the greatest characters that they have created for this series. And one of one of the the best additions to the series overall, and the relationship she has with Barry and with Nora and with the team as a whole is is it's crucial. You know what I mean? Like she is kind of that that young, fresh character that kind of comes in with you know the wide eyes and asking the questions and and trying to figure things out. And you know she is that audience member that's super hyped to be in this world. Yeah. But a lot of people, Bell, have been suspecting for quite some time that perhaps she is evil. Now. You made mention earlier of the fact that, you know, uh, Sherlock, uh, it's Sherlock but I mean, like, are, are you, where are you on this with, with Sherlock? Before we discuss what we're about to discuss, where are you with this? Is Sherlock Eobard Thawne? So the, the the biggest grab for me and, and the thing that kind of had me raising my eyebrows. Clever girl. At, at first, at, at first I was like. I was like, huh, okay, this is interesting. So he's, he's, he's finding out the future speak stuff, and, and he's like, hmm. And then it was when he said clever girl to her, right? That was when I was like, huh. Interesting choice of words there, Sherlock, if that is your real name. Mm. But I was like, okay, so then that would that would have to be another another Eobard prior to the 2049 one because the 2049 one is the one that's been using these messages passing back and forth so he has the knowledge of it if this one doesn't have the knowledge of it then the only thing that really makes sense is that uh he but see okay Eobard so for, uh, go ahead go ahead go ahead 
Yeah. If the time rates are the one protecting the, the, the timeline of the current show as it is right now, then uh, Sher- uh, uh, Bard can pretty much do whatever he wants to prevent himself from going into prison in the future. Because if he messes up Nora's future, it doesn't matter because it's not the present. Mm, unless Nora being in the present is part of the timeline the Wraiths want to secure. That that is true. That is true. So he can't make himself escape from prison because that would mess up Nora's timeline. Mm-hmm. 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 Um. All right. So, so yeah. Go ahead. So he. I. I so then I guess what's his end game here? Is he is he he's trapped mm. because he can't do anything with the knowledge that he has. Mm. That's going to bring us to this week's speedster speculation. Bell, what is Eobard Thawne's end game? That is the question. Now, so here's the thing. And I think actually I saw this uh, pop up in the chat um, uh, from Terrell in the chat. He says, so if Sherlock is indeed Eobard, is his curiosity supposed to be him realizing that Nora is working with a future version of himself? The answer to that question, I think, is emphatically yes, because he's piecing things together. You know what I mean? Like, like even when she first showed up, he was asking her questions. He's like, he's like, oh, so you did this all by yourself, huh? Okay, that's interesting. Oh, okay, you came up with a time language that's able to exist regardless of, you know, where you are in time. So that changes the timeline, you could still communicate back and forth. Huh, okay, okay, that's, yeah, all right, that's interesting. That's, oh, this journal you have. Okay, huh, this is interesting. You know what I mean? Like, he's onto it. He knows that Nora is working with someone, and I think he greatly suspects that she is working with his future self. Which means that she now has something that used to be one of his big secret, like, like superpowers, which is future knowledge. He had the power of spoilers working for him like crazy. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, yes. So so that's pretty interesting. What's also interesting is her message, right? The message that H or that Sherla, Sherla Bard. <laughs> Sherla Bard, baby. Sherla Bard. So the message that Sherla Bard tra- uh, uh, translated was that, you know, that the future is malleable, right? Yes. So. Yes. Yes. That's that's really interesting though because how how malleable is it though? Malleable enough? Nora, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. If, if if Nora is is pertinent to this timeline, like she has to do the stuff she has to do, then that would make certain events in the future unmovable. Otherwise, she wouldn't arrive where she is right now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. And one of those has to be Eobard being in prison. That's right. Maybe. 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 I guess who else is she going to learn how uh, how to travel back in time from? I don't think Eobard cares if like Nora is expendable to Eobard, right? Like, so let me put this to, let me put it like like this to you: If Eobard thwarts, like maybe that is his end game, is he's trying to figure out a way to ensure that he does not get imprisoned, which you're right would cost Nora her existence. But what does Eobard care? It wouldn't cost him his existence. That no, would it just cost. It wouldn't cost Nora her existence. It would screw up this time, the, the the present time, this the series timeline as we are now. It would only it would only screw it. No, it, it wouldn't though. It would only screw up his uh, future our future reverse flashes timeline at that moment. But it would free his quote unquote present uh, version to to be whatever he wants to be. So he would be sacrificing himself and his momentary timeline to ensure that a previous version of himself would never be imprisoned. Right, but what I'm saying is is that if imprisoned eobard never tells nora how to travel back in time she can't come back in time no no no. mess up see this is what we were talking about before that doesn't matter because what what matters is when a when a moment in the present is changed it doesn't impact what has been done in the past it only impacts those immediately uh, impacted by it from the future oh yeah that's right that's exactly what happened with eddie that's exactly what happened with eddie and eobard and that's exactly what happened with Savitar. So from that standpoint, it's the exact same thing. The only person it would impact is is the destruction of Nora, which I really don't want to see happen because I, I, I well, love Nora. <laughs> Nora, Nora, yeah, Nora would would cease to exist in this present, but she would still be born in the future. Yeah, exactly. So she which would. Seems, which seems like a way to get her out, right? Mm, like if, mm-hmm. if if they're not going to have her as as a uh, as a as a recurring character. Later on, uh, you know, I guess I guess one way to do it would be to have her return to the future. But another way, a, a more devastating way, something that would give Barry even more reason to hate Eobard would be to have her disseminate into time dust or whatever in the present. Dude, think about because this. Because of Sherlabard. Sherlabard. Uh, because of his, you know, machinations that he puts in place to make sure he never goes into prison. Okay, there, there's so much that's foreshadowed about her that and 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 Sherlock for that matter that we just never really noticed before now. I mean, 
Bell, her name is Nora. She is named after the woman that, that, that Eobard killed. And what did, what did Sherlock, I mean, Eobard, what did Eobard say in the future room when he realizes who she is? She, he looks at Barry and in one of the most evil, Tom Cavan is a brilliant actor, in one of the most yeah. evil expressions possible says, you brought me your daughter. Whew. Like, like, yeah. like that, like, like, like as if he, as if Barry, as if Barry doesn't realize you just served up your child to me on a plat on a platter. You know what I mean? I mean is that is that well i mean that's desperation on barry's side i guess it's desperation on barry's side i mean obviously you know it was never part of the plan but the reality is all of a sudden i was like oh my gosh and her name is nora she's gonna die and eobard's gonna kill her eobard is gonna kill nora young nora just like he killed old nora and it's gonna be this like double sandwich of tragedy in some way that barry is gonna have to experience and i I don't want that to happen i really don't want that to happen but thematically it seems like they're setting that up so I would not I would not be surprised if it, it's in the form of, you know, him securing his future by eradicating her existence in the present. Maybe she's still born in the future. Maybe they end up having twins or. Yeah, you know, that that could be the thing. Right. So she comes back into the present, is eradicated there. And then that's basically the end of her story. She's born. She lives. She finds out she has speed. She goes to H.G. Abard and then she dies in the past. Yeah, I. I and I, then the future changes because it's not set. What I would love is for there to be some kind of explanation that is yet unexplored where she is protected from changes to the timeline, maybe in a similar capacity, whatever, basically whatever worked for Eobard in securing uh, his existence could work for her. So maybe what they do is they they know what they have to do to change uh, the timeline by defeating Eobard, but doing so would eradicate Nora. So Nora pops on over to Earth 2. They do the change. She pops on over back. Everything's all cool and groovy. I don't, I, hmm, I don't know, man. I, th- I think like the, the the tragic aspect would be just so much. I know. I don't want it. Though. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I really like this Nora character. And uh, uh, I don't know. I, I think like that would be that would be very interesting if if they went that he's route. He's gonna kill her. Oh, I love. By the way, I mean the the handshake that he gave Cisco. Oh yeah. The, the knife hand like <laughs> the, the foreshadowing for them but the throwback for us that was oh beautiful yeah yeah and him oh my gosh all right the little details in this episode i mentioned the spitting the 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 sunflower seed earlier the little details bell when when they go back to that night and eobard feels the like the negative speed force like you realize that's the first time he has felt the negative speed force in over a decade yeah. So it's like, wait a minute. There's a speedster here all of a sudden. Like it, it's it's almost it, it's so amazing to me the way that they seeded out this particular episode to lay the groundwork for Eobard to put things together in the form of Sherlock Wells now in the present. Right. There's the future version. There's there's the future version of him that is working uh, with and through Nora. There is the previous moments in his personal timeline that he experienced from the events of this episode. Like. He's figuring stuff out, and he's currently figuring stuff out as well. Because again, I don't think that Sherlobard that we're not seeing a future version of the one that's imprisoned. I think the one that's imprisoned is a future version of Sherlobard. Okay, yeah, and you know, I hadn't even thought about that. Yeah, you're right. Like, uh, uh, Eobard hadn't felt the speed force, but you see it like tingle in his hand. I was like, oh yeah, that's interesting. But I hadn't, I didn't, I didn't, you know, think to put two and two together that he hasn't been able to experience the speed force because i'm guessing it's it's kind of like uh when obi-wan shows up on the death star and vader's kind of like it is a presence i haven't felt since exactly exactly and, yeah and so he's like why is barry back here but it it's might like, not be is- that like he it, it may have just been he may have written it off because you know just simply oh he's about to you know uh, unleash the particle accelerator the 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 lightning is about to strike so perhaps it's a you know a tremor of that echoing through time ah. but maybe but maybe it's the flash coming back to this moment, which he would likely also suspect. So it could it could be a number of things. Um, but uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I love how Barry just every time he goes back and does anything, he just enables Eobard to like come back. <laughs> oh, it's the best. It is the best, man. I loved this episode so much. It was so well done. So well directed. We have Tom Cavanaugh, ladies and gentlemen, directing the, this episode, did a phenomenal job while also playing two separate characters. Originally, we thought he'd play three separate characters, but he ended up playing two separate characters um, because of the reveal, but doing so at various points in the timeline with varying levels of information about what's going on. Like, I, I brilliant. 
Brilliant. Get this man. Does this man have an Emmy? I mean, can we get Tom so, with that Emmy? Can we, can we have one? <laughs> we need to make that happen. Yeah, let's I mean, he, he kind of did we'll play three characters, right? He played. He played H.G. Uh, Abard, and then he played E. Abard, and then he played Future E. Abard, and then he played Sherlock. Well, I guess Future E. Abard and E. Abard cancel out, but like he played, he played H.G. Wells. Yeah, as G. Abard. Yeah, which is which is which is a different personality yeah. from well, e. I mean, Abard. the same personality, but a different state of mind for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, a different, you know, it's a different character. Yeah, it's a character playing a character as opposed to him. Like that's the thing in in yeah. in H. G. Abard, he was playing a character, and the future room version of that H. G. Abard, he was being himself. He was being yeah, the actual Abard. Yeah, and then mm. Sherlock. Which, by the way, in that future room, right before they had to take off, go back and rewatch that scene because people are still arguing that Nora is either evil or working with him. Go back and rewatch that scene. Because she turns to Barry and says, Dad, I have to tell you something. She's about to confess everything because she did not realize what she was doing when she signed off with this dude until she met him. Because she had no idea that he killed her grandmother. Exactly. Same thing. Uh, you know, and all she knew about him was what he said, right? She knew it was, he was the, an archvillain. Exactly. She knew what she, he knew from the Flash uh, Museum and he, she knew what uh, he was telling her directly. And he has been working her and corrupting her this entire time. But I don't think he's like successfully corrupted her. I think he's successfully manipulated her, but yeah, she's no, onto him now. It's not corruption, it's manipulation That's by exactly by right. far. That's yeah. exactly it, right. That I I don't think I don't think it would make a lick of sense to make her be quote evil. I I no. think it would be way better uh, to have her naivety be exploited by by Eobard. That's right. I think that's exactly what it is. Like when she goes back to the future, uh, uh, when she goes back to the future to talk to him with that, we need to talk. It's because of all the knowledge that she gained from this episode. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's about to be on like Donkey Kong, my friend, it is going to be amazing. I cannot wait. And, uh, you know, I saw in the chat earlier, somebody made mention of the fact that we, uh, haven't seen yet how this Eobard came to be. Uh, that is true. That's what, when, when I talk about a reverse flash rebirth, that's what I'm talking about. There is still the question of how did this, uh, era, the, this third era, so to speak of Eobard, how does this exist? Where's, is, where's is this coming from? Where's the start, start focal point? I believe I know where it is. Like I said, I think it's a time remnant that he created because of the events of this episode that took place in the future room and what he started to piece together. I think he started working on a plan B, which is to create a time remnant, send it to another earth. And I think that that's what we've been watching ever since, but who knows? We'll get it soon. I I'm, I'm hoping that, uh, there is in that episode where they do the uh, reverse flash rebirth, and I hope they spell it H uh, T R I B E R. I thought about that. Yes, <laughs> yes. Like just that. Just that's the name of the episode. Honestly, like that would be great if that was the case. Yeah. Oh man. All right. So we also have to talk about the 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 tag at the end of this because obviously it tees up what's coming next week. Um, well, all right. So let me let me just say this because I, I feel like we're going to end up talking about a lot of what we saw in that tag in next week's episode because there is a ton to unpack there. Uh, you know, for one thing, yes, we saw that is in fact uh, John Wesley Ship donning the Barry Allen Flash costume because, for all intents and purposes, that is the Barry Allen of the '90s. That is the '90s Flash, all grown up. Yeah, yeah. Earth '90. That's like an established Justice League. Yes, uh, as you saw them all no, scattered no. about. No, that is a multiverse Justice League that we saw scattered about. Because we also saw in that we saw Justin Hartley's uh, Green Arrow from Smallville. We we saw a lot of artists. I was wondering. It was very green. Yeah, the hood was very green, and I I, I wasn't sure if that was just oh, it's just a future costume or something like that. Yeah, we also saw Star Girl from from Smallville. Like there there is a there's a ton of Smallville Earth characters, which I believe we are getting. I mean, if nothing else, in my mind, this is a confirmation that the Smallville Earth is part of the multiverse of of this, this DC TV multiverse. And the Smallville Earth is uh, the uh, John Wesley Ship is the Flash of the Smallville Earth. No, I don't. I think no, because it's taking place on place on his Earth. I think, and I think that those Smallville characters, along with other characters from across the multiverse, have all come to that Earth to fight uh, the Anti Monitor or whoever we're going to find out is going to be. Yeah. So anyway, there's there's a lot to unpack with that that um, teaser. The only thing I want to say about it this episode, because we will talk about it a lot more next episode, is that I cannot believe that y'all all sent that to me before this episode came out. Like I'm trying to be as spoiler free as possible, and everybody's like, "Oh no, it's not a spoiler. It was on on Supergirl and everything else." And so finally, I'm like, "Well, shoot, I'll watch the entire episode of Supergirl so that I can see what the context for this is." And I I, I got to tell you, man, 
I'm sure Supergirl is a great show. And and for fans of it who are like diehard that like what's going on right now makes a ton of sense. I was so lost watching that episode because I haven't been watching the series. It's always like, okay, when is the multiverse stuff going to happen? Like, when is the so? Uh, but then it was I, just a tag. It was just a cookie. It was like yeah. a, a Marvel style cookie at the end of it. I saw that and I was like, holy crap! Did did Elseworlds start a week early? I know. And I was I was looking at my calendar and stuff. I was like, no, 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 it was December eighth. I was like, well, why is this stuff now? Because I got to go watch the super episode. And then I found out that it wasn't a uh, tie into the episode at all. Like I thought that was going to be a piece of the episode. Yep, me too. Kind of kind of like how the the Supergirl crossover the first time was just five minutes or whatever. I thought maybe that was going to be like a start of the crossover for next Sunday or for, I guess this Sunday's Supergirl. And so I was like, OK, I don't have to watch it. But but yeah, like it, I, I'm, I'm assuming they're going uh, to do that for the other shows leading up to Sunday, have that same cookie uh, for all yeah. of them. Yeah, I, I would imagine so. I mean, I, I guess it saves time to, to just knock it out that way. And honestly, it's not like that was a cheap cookie to produce. So <laughs> by all yeah. means, I, I, I understand. But. Man, and I had to, crap was I, it awesome. I had to watch that entire episode. And I'm seeing like Davis Bloom, but he's not Davis Bloom. It's it's you know what? We'll talk about it next week. We'll talk about it next week. This is David Sobolov, the voice of Gorilla Grodd on the Flash, and you're listening to Flash TV Talk. I am Grodd. We got some great listener feedback in, man. We got actually a ton of listener feedback that we just do not have time to dig completely into. But why don't we go ahead and do, let's see, Jordan Knives. What did Jordan have to say? Wow. Just where can I start? Before I get into this, IGN had way too many good points on this, and most of my points are coming from them. Uh, this Eobard we saw was the Eobard from Crisis, and it makes sense as to how it, it is the post-Crisis Eobard because he's giving her information that he can easily get because he's all seen this before. How? Question mark. They'll probably explain. Uh, this explains a lot since beginning uh, since the beginning of the season, especially on how Nora even knows about her powers. Mm-hmm. It's because he tells her. He knows her because of the basic Flash knowledge of how Eobard is obsessed with Barry. Uh, this Eobard isn't Sherlock, even though it would be a good twist. This Eobard has so much knowledge, uh, which just explains uh, so much, and IGN really hit a good theory. So, uh, Jordan, you don't think that, that, that Eobard, or we, we got we got a Sherlobard here? I don't know. I don't know. I think I think it's all the same. I think Sherlobard is the Eobard from, and when he says crisis, he means crisis on Earth X. Um, yeah, I, I avoided yeah. using crisis as the moniker because, you know, it's, it's a, it's a larger, it's a larger term in kind of the comic book history and that, which is one of the reasons why they used it for that crossover event. But, um, I think there'll be another more crisis S crisis coming in the, the ex- red sky stuff. Yeah. In the extreme near future. So one way or the other, but yes, yeah, so that's, um, I, I, I still maintain it. I, I'm, this is interesting. I did not realize, I just assumed that we all walked away from this knowing that Eobard was Sherlock or that Sherlock was Sherlobard. I mean, again, like it was the little the little line there at the end where he calls her clever girl. Like, I think that's I think that that was up until that point. I was, you know, I was like, hmm, but go back and look at the way he plays everything since like I'm going back and rewatching the entire first half of the season now through that light. But like even this episode, go back and look at the way that Sherlock was uh, dealing with Nora and the team, but especially with Nora. He's trying to figure her out. But like he knows some stuff. Like he knows some stuff, man. That's that's Sherlock Bard. Right, yeah, I mean he's definitely suspect of her. Let's uh let's go with CMs too, man. I want to make sure we get this in before we run out of time. Alrighty. Wow. Okay. Just wow. Uh, well, I may have been reaching a bit too far last week when I said Nora was being influenced by Thawne, but it kind of looks that way. So many questions. I wonder what kind of blackmail Thawne has on Nora or if she is doing it on her own free will. Maybe the answer is in the time vault scene where Thawne says, "At least you still have one." Uh, regarding Barry having uh, mm. children, maybe she is not uh, only in the present to save her dad, but her brother too. And why? Uh, and what was with all the name drops? Uh, who are they, and how do they play into this season? Why does Thon communicate inside his? Uh, or, why does Thon have a have a communication inside his cell? His cell, yeah. I thought, I thought that too. Like, why did they get this? <laughs> that's, thing? that's really good. Yes, yes. <laughs> I was like, good. here, have this like future tech thing. Sure, why not? Yeah, no, uh, you're on best. <laughs> I can understand like best behaviors. So maybe you get a TV, but methods of communication with other points of the timeline. No, come on, yeah, come yeah, on, future yeah. prison. What's wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, to continue on, uh, how will it affect the timeline if Zoom was attacked by a time wraith in the Speed Force, or that Wells finds Jesse earlier by the info Barry gave him? Uh, why didn't Cicada's dagger stay depowered? How is Cisco able to use his powers without pain? Speaking of Cisco, why didn't they use the device to remove the dark matter shrapnel from his hands? 
Uh, God, I can't wait for the rest of this season. Like usual, you guys do an amazing job on the podcast. I uh, can't wait to uh, can't wait to hear this one. And uh, G E E I C C E. That's all right. That's our abbreviation <laughs> for Grandma Esther's eggnog induced Christmas call in extravaganza. Yeah, it's kind of like Gucci, but with more E's and I's and stuff. <laughs> it's Gucci, but Grandma. by the way, would love an Arrow podcast too. Oh, and that's from uh, CM. Thank you so much, CM. Um, yeah, you know what we we did we uh, we actually when we launched the Patreon we we had a, an Arrow TV Talk season one that we had that kind of came along with that as a uh, as kind of a tier and a goal. Same thing with I think season two. Um, I you know I, I just after after season two somewhere around season three I, I just I kind of fell off of of Arrow. Um, so I. <sighs> And I tried to pick it back up, but really couldn't get into it. And the reality is, is it's difficult to podcast about something that you don't feel passionate about. And I don't think we would be able to produce the best product from that standpoint. I mean, it's the same thing that happened with Legends. Like, we, we started with Legends. We had this kind of vast goal with, oh, it'll be this massive crossover podcast with all these different podcasters talking about all these different heroes. Um, and then a lot of us didn't quite have the passion for that show going into it or, or as the show went on that we thought we would. Now, the show has vastly improved since that first season. Yes. And uh, I, I'm, I thank God for the wonderful team over at Legends TV Talk uh, that have been just doing a great job with that that show. So will there ever be a, a return to Arrow TV Talk? It's highly doubtful, but who knows? Never say never. Yeah. All right, man. So uh, great, great feedback. And uh, man, a lot of great questions, a lot of great things to unpack here in uh, in the future. Save your questions, by the way, because, of course, we got Elseworlds coming up, which will be a huge kind of uh, sidestep, wonderful crossover event that'll be a ton of fun. And then after that, it is time for Grandma Esther's Eggnog and Deuce Christmas Call and Extravaganza. It's going to be a blast, and it's going to give you guys a chance to call into the show and, yeah, share your theories, your thoughts, and just have a fun time. We will be using Skype for the call-ins, so if you don't have a Skype account or if you don't have Skype downloaded, uh, go ahead and do that in preparation. We'll have all of the information information that we will post out to Facebook Live as we begin the call-in process. Now, I want to say this. In previous seasons, uh, I want to say at least the last two or three seasons, during Grandma Esther's Christmas call-in extravaganza, we've had kind of some um, some fun bits that we have done throughout. We've got kind of um, you know, almost like a Christmas follies, you know what I mean? Like where there's uh, like, oh, now, now here's this and here's a sketch or something of that nature. Yeah, it's like a like a variety show. Variety show, thank you. Exactly. And we got a, we got a few of those things. We got some fun things mixed in here. But because of the way the technology works on Facebook, apparently Bell can't hear them. So we're going to have to figure that out. I don't all that to say, I'm not sure if the uh, the Follies will be able to be part of the live show, but they will definitely be baked into the uh, final podcast for sure. And I think, you know what? We'll we'll probably figure out a way to get them on the live show. But anyway, there's going to be some fun stuff and we're super stoked. Indeed. All right, be sure to head over to iTunes and write us a review if you haven't done so already. Also, you can follow us on Twitter at Flash TV Talk is the account as well as our personal accounts. I'm at the real Bo York and Bell is at Ring That Bell. But if 280 characters isn't enough to express your love for our show, feel free to email us at flash at podastery.com. That's P-O-D-A-S-T-E-R-Y.com. And also be sure to like us on Facebook where you can tune in live for the live show at Facebook.com slash Flash TV Talk. And special thanks to Charlie Bach, who provides music for our show. You can check out the rest of his stuff at SoundCloud.com slash Charlie Bach. Yes, sir. Great podcast out there. There's a couple of whom might be featured next week. Stay tuned. Going to be a lot of fun for the Elseworlds crossover event. We can't wait to join you for that. But until then, we'll be back in a flash.
Life's better with American Family Insurance because our home policies help protect your dreams and come with peace of mind. Save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote, find an agent at amfam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.